are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Friday show for you heading into the weekend. We're going to talk a little bit more about Vanderpump. They are expanding into another show, although it's not the show that I thought it was going to be. Ariana is profiting off the show, as is Lala. We'll talk about their t-shirt sales. I'm going to answer a reader email that's got some funny questions in it. We've got some Beverly Hills 90210 news as yesterday on their 90210OMG podcast. Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth talked about Tori Spelling, Donna Martin slash virginity on the show. And then a little thought on my Vegas party for next year. No new news, nothing like that, but in terms of a date or anything like that, I just, uh, I'll give you an update on something that happened today. And we'll get to all that momentarily. This podcast brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve60 and use code realitysteve60 for 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash realitysteve60 and use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Actually, I didn't even mention this in the open in regarding to the Brandon and Serene story. Uh, yesterday, Serene appeared on Instagram exactly one month to the day that she announced the breakup with Brandon. She did a feed post and some Instagram stories in regards to uh, jewelry. She did an ad uh, for a uh, jewelry called... I can't remember what it was. Sorry. But she also put up a feed post that was a couple pictures of her. And it looks like a screenshot of part of a saying from a book or something where she blacked out every line except the light will trickle back in. You've been planted to bloom. So that's what was on her page. Her actual um, ad that she did on her Instagram stories was for My Little Necklace. So that was the ad that she did. First time she's appeared on Instagram since May 8th when the breakup announcement happened with her and Brandon. So again, yesterday, like I said, I gave you the details yesterday. I don't think yesterday's post by Serene was just coincidental put it that way so just wanted to update you there now Vanderpump rules we all know that the um, finale followed by three reunion shows and then next week we're getting a secrets revealed whatever that is I thought we knew every secret that this show had to offer apparently not because we're getting another show next week but One thing that was announced yesterday by Hulu is Lisa Vanderpump is launching a new series called Vanderpump Villa, and it's going to be a 10-episode series, 
and it's going to be an unscripted reality show that will take place in her luxurious French villa. They're going to follow the villa's staff members as they live and work together at the Vanderpump's European estate. So I found that interesting just because she has the new restaurant at the Paris Hotel in Las Vegas called Vanderpump uh, Paris or Paris. I don't know. Anyway, um, I just assumed that that's going to be a show at some point. You know, I mean, this is this is meant for. This type of show is meant for Vegas. Season 11 of the regular Vanderpump Rules show is starting soon, filming in a couple weeks. I was just surprised that we're going to get a show based out of France for Lisa Vanderpump's rest uh, for her villa versus her restaurant at the Paris Hotel in Vegas. Interesting, to say the least. Elsewhere in Vanderpump Rules news, did you see what Ariana's doing to capitalize on Sandoval's misogyny or just sexist comment from the reunion the other night? So remember during the reunion when Andy asked Sandoval, have you slept with anybody else since you started sleeping with Raquel? And he said no. And Ariana chimed in and said, yeah, he has me. And that's when Sandoval just gave that just completely dick comment and rude comment about, yeah, and she kept her shirt on. It was really hot. Well, now Ariana, being a smart businesswoman, is now cashing in. I guarantee she's going to make a boatload off this. She is taking that diss by him with new merchandise on the Something About Her website that she and Katie Maloney had started for their upcoming sandwich shop. It's a $34.99 t-shirt, and it features a cartoon version of herself pulling apart a grilled cheese sandwich along with the words, fuck me in this shirt. I can only imagine how much that's going to make. So, well, they said Maddox and Maloney have said they made 200000 on their line in the first few days after news of the affair broke. That was just their regular stuff. I guarantee this shirt sells like hotcakes. Everyone supporting Ariana is going to want to buy one of these shirts. I don't get the grilled cheese reference. That's probably something because I don't watch the show and hadn't watched it before the finale. But, yeah, it's a cartoon version of Ariana. She's pulling apart a, gr- a grilled cheese sandwich and says, fuck me in this shirt. So, way to go, Tom. Good job, Sandoval. You're literally making it. Um, oh, I guess this came from, sorry, I'm reading the story as we're going along. <laughs> I, I guess I missed this part when Ariana was ripping on Sandoval and Raquel the other night. She said, I just can't think of two worse people, people F yourself with a cheese grater. Fuck you. You fucking suck. You're disgusting. And I wish nothing but the. Fucking worst fucking shit that could ever happen to a person is you. She also told Sandoval, you're disgusting. You're gross. This is gross. When is it going to click that it's fucking gross? Okay, so cheese grater, grilled cheese. Okay. Um, That shirt's going to make a lot of money. <laughs> I can only imagine. I, I would love to know the results and what she made in 24 hours since it's been up on the page. But 
hey, <laughs> all the power to her. Uh, she should capitalize on something like that. How about the fact that Lala Kent has her send it to Daryl shirt and hoodies that she sold that made enough to where she covered a down payment on her home. And she said that happened literally within a few hours. And that was when Raquel had sent cease and desist to the everyone on the cast to get rid of that video. Anybody who had the video that was the smoking gun that landed in Ariana's lap when Sandoval's phone fell to her that she saw a video, I guess, sexually explicit in nature that Raquel had sent Sandoval. And she basically said, I don't know if you know how this works. Basically, stop stop sending it to me and my friends in the cast, all right? I don't know if you know how this works. You're pretty brand new to the game. Send it to Daryl. Daryl is her attorney. And then she started printing send it to Daryl stuff. She said this on an Instagram live. It went viral. Everybody thought it was funny that she said send it to Daryl, and now she's making apparently good money off it, enough to where she could literally put a down payment on her house. <laughs> I mean, look, get the money while you can. By all means, get it while you can. If you got to sell shirts with taglines on it, go ahead. But that is some genius marketing by both of them. And I mean, look, I don't know if I'll purchase one. Maybe I'll purchase to send it to Daryl hoodie or something. But I, I think this is, this is smart on both of their behalves. I really wish this new Vanderpump spinoff would be like about the Vegas restaurant at the Paris Hotel. Seems like that would be a little more interesting, but I don't know. We'll see when the Hulu show comes out. Okay, we got a reader email to read as we head into the weekend. This has got five questions in it. They're kind of funny. They're kind of off the beaten path, which is what I like at time to time. So question number one in this email. I was going to ask about the taco bar versus the pasta bar winner, but you indicated pasta one. I would have bet on tacos as they are easier to eat standing up. Trust me, I would have too. I was surprised. They were both excellent food. I'm bringing them back next year for sure. But somebody told me that when you went into the room where the food was, right when you walk in, you usually go to your left, and that's where the pasta was, and maybe people didn't see the tacos on the other side of the room, or they had already eaten their pasta, and they were like, wow, I'm full. But yeah, I actually thought the pasta, I was worried about that not getting eaten because it was marinara, or your choice of fettuccine or marinara, and I thought maybe the women there would be fearful of spilling something onto their dress or their shirt or whatever, but apparently not because that ran out. And I'm telling you, I'm not pimping for them just because they've been my uh, caterer for seven years at this party, but Masterpiece Cuisine. If you live in Vegas, I would seriously look into, if you're throwing a party in Vegas, I would seriously look into using them. They are excellent. They great staffing. I've never had issues with them. And the food for a catering service, the food is excellent. Like, it is really good. It's Masterpiece Cuisine is the name of it, and they're in Vegas. Obviously, they're only – I don't know if they're franchised out in other states, but that's the one I've used for seven years, and I'll be using them again next year. Question number two, who is your main suspect in the sandal theft? 
As you know, I got my sandals stolen at the Mandalay Bay Lazy River. A reality Steve Groupie, a rando who prefers risking foot fungus from a stranger to burning feet. Hotel employees trying to drive up gift shop flip-flop sales. Nick Vial. <laughs> um, my guess, look, I, I mean, I most when I was looking at the the just the array of flip-flops that are there right before you enter the Lazy River, a lot of them are small, like kids' feet. Because there's a lot of kids in the Lazy River. I easily, I mean, I, I don't have every pair memorized, but I easily had the largest feet of anybody who left their flip-flops there before entering the Lazy River. My sandals are a size 13. So I was, I I don't think it was a reality Steve groupie because I don't, I'm not recognized when I go out. I can count, I think it's been, the number is so low I still can count on, Less than two hands twice. I think I'm at about 15 times in my life where I have been out and someone has come up to me and said, are you reality Steve? And so that that's not very much at all. And I prefer it that way. A rando who prefers risking foot fungus from a stranger to burning feet. I think that's who it is. I think it was somebody that literally did not have their flip flops and their feet were burning. And they said, let me take uh, a pair. But as I said, I brought a very good pair down there. These are $75 flip-flops from Olakai, and they're awesome. Favorite flip-flops ever. I already told you a couple days ago, I already purchased the same ones, and I got them the same day off Amazon.com. So I'm, I've got them back now, although not my originals, but that's fine. I'm good. Uh, I don't think it's hotel employees trying to – I don't think it's that. Like, oh, we'll steal some, so that means they'll have to buy some. And unfortunately, <laughs> I don't think it was Nick Vial. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. As a wrestling fan, what is your favorite hometown announcer would give in the introduction? I liked Parts Unknown at Mudlick, Kentucky, Hillbilly Jim. I liked From the Isle of Tonga. And I'm trying to remember who that was. Was that Haku? I don't remember. Um, Parts Unknown was a good one. The Isle of Tonga. I really like that one. I, I need to think about this. That's a good question. But there were some other ones that I really liked. Question number four. When do you think the NFL and other sports will start having AI programs to predict winners against pros on pregame shows? I asked one who would win on charity season and said it didn't know, but I but hoped I enjoyed watching. I'm not too familiar with AI right now. I haven't really dove into it. I I have messed around a little bit with ChatGPT that one time I talked about it on the Daily Roundup. haven't really done it since. And anytime you ask it a prediction for a game, anytime I've asked it, it says basically it answers, I have no, I, I have no idea who's going to win the game. And then I have to say, oh, come on, just give me a guess. And then, you know, but it's still just a guess. And but can it be used on a pregame show? For sure. And then maybe the running bit all season is let's see what AI predicts, but you kind of have to beg it to to give you an answer. You have to say, oh, come on. Like I've asked it a couple times, is, are the, you know, the New York Knicks going to score over 105 points this game? And it just tells you it doesn't predict it. So maybe they will, maybe they won't, but maybe once AI becomes a little more developed, they will develop a program to predict games. 
And question five, do you see yourself using AI to help you with fantasy football, March Madness, or other betting at some point? Not until it's a little more developed because it doesn't give me anything that I couldn't find on the internet already. I do enough research. I do enough studying to where unless AI literally goes on a winning streak that is unmatched in gambling history, I don't see how it can give me anything that I can't find already. Just it, it can't it can't predict the future. If it if it did, I, I, I tell you right now, if there's some because AI, the AI can only take the information that it's given, which is all the information that we all have. I mean, you've heard, maybe you've heard, maybe you haven't heard the sports daily. I'm giving information that's readily out there to a lot of people when it comes to gambling, whether it's, hey, look at the NBA finals, the last 75 NBA finals games, the point spread hasn't mattered when it's been under six. You pick the winner, you've won, you win your bet. So that's out there. I AI can't offer, and even then, it doesn't still doesn't guarantee you're going to win. Unless AI somehow can guarantee wins, I just don't think it's going to be anything other than a tool, I guess, that people use. But I don't know why you would need AI to do it. I guess you could just say, hey, I, you know, if like, Mich- you know, I'll just take an example, college football, Michigan, Ohio State. Hey, AI, who's covered the last, what's been the um, against the spread record for Michigan the last 15 times they've played Ohio State in in Ann Arbor? And then maybe it can give you that. I don't even know if it can give you that right off the bat. So I just paused uh, this recording because I didn't want to ask this and type it in while I was recording. But I just did to chat GPT. What is Michigan's record in college football against the spread the last 15 times they played Ohio State? And the answer it spat back was, as an AI language model, I don't have real-time data or the ability to browse the internet. My training only goes up till September 2021, so I cannot provide you with the most recent information on specific game records. However, I can provide some general information. And then it just gave me general information. So until it is uploaded with that type of stuff, where you can just ask something and get you the answer, I don't see how it's going to help in fantasy football or betting or in football or March Madness or anything like that. Yesterday on the 9021 OMG podcast hosted by Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling, they had on executive producer Charles Rosen, and he talked about the fact that Tori actually asked him whose idea was it to keep me a virgin, and Charles Rosen said, yeah, it was your dad's. And Tori claims to say she never specifically knew, like she'd never been told it. She assumed it was her dad's idea to keep her a virgin other all the way until senior year of college on graduation night. But she claims like that was the first time anyone specifically told her. I don't know if I believe that. I think she had an idea. And, you know, they kind of went into why they kept her a virgin because it made her different from the other characters. Obviously, the dad wanted to protect his daughter's image, even though everybody knows <laughs> Tori was a wild child while that show was going on. She clearly wasn't a virgin in real life. And that was the kind of the joke. I mean, I, apparently he was oblivious to it. She said on the podcast yesterday, my dad was oblivious to all the hooking up that was going on on set. And she said it was pretty intense. So, but she got her character all the way to grad night of senior year of college. I remember that episode like it was yesterday. 
She's dressed in lingerie. She has candles all around the room, and David walks in, and they finally do it. <laughs> um, what was the other time? Oh, the finale in season six was when she was drunk on the Queen Mary on champagne, and David, and she tells David she wants to have sex with him, and David tells her no. Because he doesn't want to do it with her in that state. And then she really respected that and then I think fell asleep. <laughs> but yeah, that was um, obviously I want to forget that one. Season six, the best season ever on that show. Right. Right, everyone. I know there are some that are out there that will disagree with me. But uh, to me, for my money, best season ever. Although it does suck watching it back because season six and season seven, I think, are the two seasons that have the most episodes where music had to where music wasn't cleared. And if you try and watch those on streaming, they're not even there because they had so many episodes where the music because they couldn't get the music cleared, They just they're not on the streaming episodes or it's either five and six or six and seven are the two most uh the two seasons where so many episodes are missing sucks. And finally, one last thing about my party that was this past uh, last weekend in Vegas. There's obviously going to be a party next year. Number eight. I'm probably going to move it back a week, but nothing set in stone yet. But that's the plan is to move it back a week and it'll be the second Friday in June. With that said, was talking to someone tonight and as I told you when I recap the party on Monday I can't have it in the room that I've had it in for seven years it's just it's too hot unless I you know went down to 30 people and I'm just not going to do that it would fill up so many of you wouldn't get an opportunity to come so if anything I want to make it bigger but if I want to make it bigger I need a bigger room well for seven years, I've paid for this party by myself. The room, not so much. The room is comped. But everything else has been paid for. Or I've had to pay for myself. And that's my thank you to everybody for supporting me throughout the year. Next year, I'm looking into getting a sponsor for the party. And then I think if I can get this to happen, I'm going to increase the amount of people that can come to this. Maybe by another 30 or 40. Maybe looking at 125 people. 135 people, something like that. If we can get that out, if we can get that many people to that are interested in going, but it's going to be put on by a sponsor, probably an alcohol sponsor, and they will supply the alcohol along with Masterpiece Cuisine who will still supply their type of alcohol that I you know, beer and wine along with food. So, just to let you know, I'm giving you an early heads up. Next year, I really do think is going to be the biggest one I've ever had. We're going to blow this thing out. We're going to have it in one of the most kick-ass rooms you will ever see in Las Vegas. It's going to be a good one. I, you know, I'm, I don't want to guarantee it yet because we're still literally 358 days away. I'll know the date of the party probably in January of next year. And the exact location, but from what I'm looking into and the meeting that I had last night, I think it can happen. I think I can get a sponsor and just 
having a, a great party where we can get more of you there because some had to be turned away this year. Next year, I mean, I, I don't expect like 500 people to be like, yeah, can I, you know, I want in. But I definitely think uh, we're having, we're going to have a, a really great time next year at, with the location and the coverage and the sponsorship. I can't wait. And, um, but I, I'm going to put it on the back burner for literally seven months, six months, because I won't know until January of next year what the what the date is and if we can get this thing sponsored and whatnot. But I just want to give people a heads up. Like I said, if you're interested, email me at steve at realitysteve.com. All I'm going to do is put you in my folder for party number eight, and then I you guys basically will have first dibs, and it's still going to be first come, first serve. I mean, I might email you in January and say, Here's when the party is. Are you still interested? You say yes. But if it fills up before you book, there's nothing I can do about that. It's I'm giving you guys the opportunity. Some that were set to come this year and had to cancel. But next year, if you're interested in coming, it's still going to be done the same way. It's first come, first serve. If you book your flight, you book your hotel room, you're on the list. That's all it is. It's not going to cost you anything, nothing like that. Uh, there's, I don't, I don't charge for the party, the beer, the wine, the food, the alcohol. It's free. It's my treat to you guys. So, uh, just wanted to give you a heads up that I'm really looking to blow this thing out next year, hopefully, and have uh, the best party I've ever had in the uh, eight years. So, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple Podcast. Subscribe is probably the best thing you can do since it's going to be in your podcast feed every morning, the second it is uploaded, uh, and however long it takes to get to your podcast feed. As we know, it goes uh, it goes into the Apple Podcast system at 7.30 a.m. Eastern time every morning. Thank you all for listening. Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. I hope you all have a great weekend, and I will talk to you on Monday. See you!